Random here representing Loose Lips, Good Vibes Only Chat Show, and we're going to be rocking through with our guest who's about to be coming on, Alex Simmons. People who are familiar to the Leeds music scene will know a lot about him from nights such as Wow Habit and uh, where else? Courtyard, Fibre Courtyard Party. I mean, he's played everywhere, he's fully, fully, fully. He is like one of the doms of Leeds on the, on the Leeds scene, but not only that. Sporting fans will know him from Rugby AM and we'll be getting into the start and the origins of that. He's just coming to the actual group now. So as soon as he sends me a request, we'll get nattering once technology links us up. Shout out to Ryan Paul and shout out to Ash Waterfall. Most wanted events. Easy cities. Ludlud. Here we go. Yo. Yes, brother. Yes. How are, How are you? Good, mate. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm good. I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. This is, uh, you know, I'm enjoying doing these, enjoying uh, just connecting with different people. Got some real cool, like, guests coming up, obviously yourself included, but, you know, like, around the world, reaching out. I've got people from New York jumping on, people from, like, Australia. It's, uh, yeah, it's getting global, man. Mate, it's, I've, I've listened to a few. Um, uh, it's pretty weekend. I'll be listening to Matty later on. That'll be quite interesting. Get a few yeah. tips on, on what to make and what to cook. I'm a keen chef myself, mate. I do like getting in the kitchen, having a yeah, having a cook up. So I would definitely tune in for Matty later. I tell you as well, like there were uh, my mate who was on last Wednesday, Harry. He's been doing like online tutorials. Uh, he does holy ramen and holy mountain in Leeds. Like real good, like um, street food vendor. So I'll send you his details as well. He's uh, doing I'm some down. good like tips and stuff. I'm down but for now, that, man. Let's bring it back to you because you've been everywhere, mate. Like honestly, like I think one of the things. So anyone who's watching who's not familiar with Alex, he's been doing a lot of live streams at the moment, and uh, it's just it's not only the tunes; it's the collective of the people in the groups and everybody's like banter and like the you know the connectedness that you've really brought through at this time, man. It's, it's crazy how you found them. Mate, it's, to be honest, it's like I was showing you now. Like, so I'm just in my living room. This is, this is my living room, man, I tell you that. And my, my deck, I've got downstairs decks here. So this is, I play my tunes every single night. So it's not nothing new for me. And uh, one day, obviously, you know, I used to do All-Star FM. I had the radio station. So I just thought, you know what? Let's, let's, um, let's bring it for people. Let's just, like, broadcast out people. I'll take you upstairs. Now this is... Uh, this is my little studio room. It's up like here. this, mate. Yeah, a bit of cribs, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then I've got all my, obviously, all my vinyl up here and uh, my vinyl decks and stuff. So I've got a set where I produce tunes. So, yeah, that's, this is this is kind of my little abode where I spend most of my time in this room, just uh, chilling out. But, yeah. You, you sort of, um, and we'll come back to the live streams, but I think while you're up there, I think it's interesting to bring up because you sort of stepped away from the DJing scene. So were you still always, yeah. you know, you're passionate about music, were you still getting involved with the setup like you had there or has that sort of come back recently? Mate, house music is my first love. So house music is is uh, the thing I fell in love with back at school. Um, I used to play, started out playing at Harvey's back in 2000. 99, 2000, I was about 17, 18 year old with uh, DJ Fish, who, who taught me everything I know, top bloke, 
still really good friends to this day. He's a mentor to me. And uh, it's I just fell in love with music, mate. Totally hard in love with music. And obviously, I, I was involved with rugby um, later on in my career. But every single day, I will play records. And I've got some absolute belters in here. And it's just like, I, I come in this room every morning, put a few records on, and this is my life. My life is music. It's like, I can't begin to tell you how, how, how much you know music means to me, how much I love music, uh, especially house music. And I think that, that being in Leeds, it's, a, it's an absolute blessing because... Leeds has got one of the most vibrant house music scenes, and we're talking going back to your basics days. You know, it's it's been built on the warehouse. I think it was '79. The warehouse kicked off, and amazing artists been through those clubs and, and shaped the scene for people like me to kind of jump on. And then the future, the future is really bright. There's some amazing young talent in Leeds, just doing doing amazing events and creating fantastic music. So. Um, I think Leeds is a blessing to be to be here in this city, uh, playing music to such amazing people. The crowd, the the crowds are amazing. So, it's uh, it's it's been a real journey through music from age of probably fifteen, sixteen, being at Boston Spa playing Pulse Lover that you are on a tape <laughs> on a tape deck, mate. Tape deck, Pulse Lover that you are were the first tune that really got me hooked on house music. Yeah, I just, it's an amazing record. Sharp Ben Kearns, and also anyone who's listening, Kearns, yeah, since they're coming through, let me know, man. And uh, I, yeah, fit him in, I'll get him in. But, Warren yeah. Evans, as well, big up my, my, my church brother from Life Church, he's been a real, real huge influence on my life in the last uh, couple of years. Helped me, took me to faith, took me to Jesus. So that, that's been a big thing in my life in the last, last couple of years as well. Uh, I've had a huge lifestyle change. I reckon in the last year or so, we can talk about it later on, but if you, well, no, if you want. I was going to come to this, but, you know, yeah. we're just free-balling, and that's the whole point of the yeah, yeah, yeah. to just see where it goes. So, one thing I was going to sort of lead to is, like, you know, you've just described how much music means to you. It's in your yeah. blood. So, were it hard stepping away? And then, likewise, is this when the newfound faith, you know, stepped in and entered into your life? I think I'm an honest guy, and I'll talk to anyone honestly about my journey, and it's like, I parted really, really hard, like, I could have probably gone on and been like uh, a top, top DJ, like traveling here, there and everywhere. And, and uh, I could have made a lot more out of my career in the early days because I had such hype with habit. And I genuinely, I were a very, very good DJ, but um, I just parted really, really hard. I were a promoter and just got caught up in the scene and just, yeah, I just lost, my, lost who I was. I reckon I lost the essence of Alex Simmons and what I wore and just got caught up in this kind of a, a fake, fake scene. Um, did you? Did you? Sorry. Did you? Did you realise that as it was happening, or did it take like nah. an exterior, like look at reflection at yourself? Like how do you sort of when you're in it view that? Yeah, I didn't realise it really, and it was totally um, a weird, really weird chain of events because uh, me and my business partner had a falling out um, in about 2011, 2012, and I stepped away from from the club scene. That were a you know, an incident that happened, you know, but we had a falling out, basically. Uh, I'm not going to go into that. That's in the past and that's where it's going to stay. Um, what that led me to do is, like, kind of, I was floating away from music anyway, a bit disillusioned with it. I'd got to, like, 30-year-old, and it's like, I, th I, I really believed at that time that DJing and clubs were a young man's game, and I wanted to make sure I was doing something else in my life and had more strings to my bone. I just felt like I'd kind of 
taking it as far as I could at that time. So I went on to uh, set up a radio station in my garage, as you well know. You, you were part of that journey, All Star FM. Um, and one of the shows on there was a show called Rugby M that I did with Jamie Jones Buchanan. Now, Jamie Jones Buchanan has been probably the biggest influence on my life um, out of everyone I've met. We've worked together now for eight years. And Jamie Jones, for anyone who doesn't know, Jamie's he's not only uh, he's a professional rugby player, been a professional rugby player since he was 15 years old. Now, the thing with Jamie is that he's been institutionalised by Leeds Rhinos. So you, you've got to imagine... This guy has been told what to do for rest, you know, all his life from 15 year old. He does everything right. He's a very, very, very committed, determined, um, competitive individual who has thrived on winning for so many years. And then the he's gone level. at the highest level. He's won everything at Leeds Rhinos. Then he's got a business with this guy who's totally like a total creative, loose, loose with the capital L. I would, I would, I, when Jim, me, when me and Jamie got together, I was still DJing, partying, just, just not. It was like we were complete opposite ends of the spectrum, but we had this, this respect between us that we both knew we had something special. We both knew together we had something. And what's happened over the last eight years is that I've taken on a lot of his good characteristics, a lot of them, and it, I've learned a lot from him about um, – consistency, about commitment, about Discipline. if Jamie Jones Buchanan is the most phenomenal person I've ever met in my life, I'll never meet a better bloke. I'm telling you now, you, you won't meet a better person than Jamie Jones Buchanan. He, he's so intelligent, so talented, so committed, and I've learned so much from him, and it's kind of like my creative side, my marketing ability, my drive, ambition, has been kind of met with his commitment and energy and focus and I've learned so many good traits from Jamie that I've been able to apply into my life. Well, um, I'd say one thing that crosses over between the both of you is that you're both willing to try new things. Like, he can oh, yeah. play, you're willing yeah. to jump into TV. Or like, yeah. I, I think that's such a, a compliment to you both. Mate, TV, TV um, it's funny because I've always done stuff because I loved it. I never have done anything in my life to make money, per se. It's like, I've always been like, right, I love playing music so I'm going to DJ I'm going to MC back in the day and it, it, it was just kind of a journey into um, my passion and it, I've turned it into um, a business whether whatever I've done I've always been able to generate revenue from it I'm not a millionaire by any way shape or form I've got a nice house that you know I've, I've, I've worked hard for I've obviously got a mortgage and stuff I'm, I'm not rich in any way since in any shape or form you know I'm on a journey, um, and I, do, I genuinely believe money comes and money goes, and we're seeing that now in the time we're at, where money is almost irrelevant because you can't spend it or anything, and what's really matters to, at the moment is your health and just being positive. And I just, I think that when, when you've got a real idea, a real creative kind of, and you know something's going to work, you've got to trust your gut. You really have to trust your gut with stuff. It's like... It's great having good people around you. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned in the last well, five years. Um, Kev Sinfield once said to me, if you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. And it, and it, was kind of, it were a throw to me because I've got a lot of mates from all different walks of life because of the jobs I've done. And especially in clubbing, you get some people who are just, you know, a bit dodgy, whatever. And it's like, it's funny when you say to like, oh, they're all right, but they do this or they do that. If, if You know what I mean? And um, 
if you, Kev once said to me, if you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. And I've made my circle smaller and smaller and smaller, surrounded myself like with people like Jason Robinson on the Jamaica stuff, Jamie Jones, Buchanan, Rugby, and, you know, some amazingly strong, committed people. A guy called Andrew Thurkle has been unbelievable with me. I've learned so much from Andrew Thurkle. He owns a company called Age Partnership, and he, he, just the more, he does things so right every time. It's just, you've just got to be... Uh, Ellery Hanley, what an inspirational guy. It's like I've, I've learned some real good life lessons from these people who genuinely, I look at them, I think they're just, they're just so, so much better. The best thing I've ever heard, I'll share it with you now. This is this is brilliant. So Ellery Hanley, I Q&A'd him um, last year. Big shout to Luke Tibble, who's online as well. He's he's going to be a superstar DJ, I think. He's going through a bit of a similar journey to me, but it's it's good to see. I just think if he focuses, he could go on really far. Uh, Ellery Hanley once said to me, he says, when I die, I know I'll have given everything. And I said, what do you mean, Ellery? What, what, what do you mean by this? And he's like, well, I know every time I stepped onto the football paddock, I gave 100%. Every time I trained, I gave 100%. Even when I play squash or train in the gym now, I give 100%. I've never had a drink, I've never smoked, I've never taken a drug. And I'm just like, wow. And I thought to myself, have I ever given 100%? In any, any way, shape or form in my life, in any situation, have I ever actually given 100%? And the answer's probably no. So that day, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to change my life. I'm, I'm, I were overweight. Um, I, want, I want happy about loads of stuff in my life. And I thought, all right, I'm going to change. Stop drinking. Stop partying. Got some great help from uh, Rugby League Cares who were amazing with me. And um, I went on to, this is like October 2019 last year. Since then, I've lost 25 kilos in weight. I've trained every single day. And I'm just so focused now on giving everything in every situation. The big thing with Ellery says, my time is not more important than anybody else's. So he's never, ever late, ever late. And I just thought, that's so powerful. Like, I pride myself now on trying my best to be on time. I want to be more like Hillary. And um, it, it, look, this guy's made millions from rugby league. There's not many people that do that. And it's because he's uh, great. So, our golden team, P's on. It's good to yeah, see. Most, most loved up man on uh, Instagram. <laughs> King of the Brownie Point. Loves it. <laughs> nah, it's good to see him so happy. Good to see Eric Happy as well. Love you, love you both. So, do you know off the back of that then? Is that when the faith side of it starts to come in? No, the faith start. So, my journey to, to find Jesus was, it's been, it's been, it started with Jamie Jones Buchanan because Jamie's a big Christian. Ali Lawatiti got him into it in 2004. So, Jamie's got this, everything Jamie believes in is God first, then family, and then obviously his work. But God comes first in his life. It's really important to remember that. Uh, and I could never understand that because I've never ever been a man of faith, ever. And it's like, um, my dad died in 2018, uh, December. Uh, I got this house the day after, actually. And I'd, I'd never met my dad. I'd he'd reached out before he died to me, my brother and sister, and like, wanted to kind of make amends and stuff. And um, he lived in Trinidad at the time, uh, Jamaican heritage. And I went over there to his funeral. I took my oldest son, Theo. Went over to his funeral uh, with my brother and sister and buried him. And it was seeing him laid there in a coffin. I had so many questions. Obviously, this man who is is me. Like I got to the uh, got to the funeral and there's people, his friends and stuff, and they're saying, "Wow, you, you look so like your dad," and all this stuff. It's really weird. Quite hard to take at the time. 
and it's like asking a lot of questions about life and death and everything in between and Jamie had tried to get me to church a few times and um, I'd, I had been to his church but I struggled because it, it was a Bible reading church that's what I, that's how I thought of it because they read a lot of scripture and I struggled because I didn't understand the Bible it's like it's I think it's 66 books written over loads of years and it's like it's very difficult to understand and make sense of um, and then he said to me one day let me take you somewhere and he took me to Life Church in Bradford and as soon as I get there Warren Evans is there. There's a guy I knew from Bradford. He's the pastor at Bradford Bulls when I used to work there. So I knew Warren straight away. I sat with Warren, Jules, and his missus. And one thing I say about churches um, and in re- in faith, faith in general, so faith I think is a great thing to have in your life, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Buddhist, whether you believe in the universe. To have faith I think is a fantastic thing in your life. To believe in a higher power I think is very powerful. And I, I got there and... And it just changed my life. I've never met a bad person in church. Life church is, I call it rave church because it's its all about worship. The singing, it's amazing. And there's this, there's a pastor there, a guy called Steve Campbell. Most amazing man. He really is. And it looks and sounds a bit like Owen Wilson, you know, the uh, American yeah, actor. The answer, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, and he's just, he's an American guy. And he's just so passionate with his word. And he relates the word and the Bible to real life. And that's what, that's what really started making me thinking. Listening to Steve's word really got me thinking about how I were living my life, how I wanted to live my life. And and it, it, there were so many things that related to me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. I said to Jones, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to church every Sunday for a year because I want to give it a go. I want to see where we're at, where we're at with it. And it just it became so important every week. I look forward to it. If you imagine, it reset me. So imagine pressing the reset button. I have a lot of stress, whether it's Jamaica stuff, whether it's Rugby AM stuff, whether it's DJing, whether it's uh, the Rugby AM stuff, the filming, the TV side, dealing with clients. There's a lot of stress in my life. My kids, you know, my relationship's been tough. Um, and it's it, dealing with all those things causes stress. And the way I get through it is I pray through it. I just pray through it. And I was like... Stop drinking. That were a huge thing for me. Stop partying, mate. You you know me. I've been part of the scene. Like, running up and down space, you know, like a madman for so many years. And, like, all of a sudden, I'm, like, a clean live now. It's, like, 174 days today since I had a drink. And it's just, um, it's just, it was time to make a change, mate. It's look, everyone can do it whenever they're ready. But I were ready. And that that's that's it. It's, it's been important. It's important to make some changes. One thing that I really admire is you you tend to know when to sort of step into a new direction. So, you know, we just covered the faith. You you sort of mentioned it before when it was DJing and then you felt you wanted to step and, you know, go from that into the the sort of radio side of it and then that steps into the TV side. What I want to know is now with you doing these lives and, you know, you can tell the passion's back, like it's burning inside and you can tell that, collectively the people are loving it as well especially like the reunions are going to be such a, a rejoiceful moment of celebration how are you going to find being around that environment now with your with your newfound faith do, do you think the world you know do, do the blending crossover or do you think one it's one or the other no i think um is everything's in you I, I really believe that power is within and it's like <sighs> you're going to do whatever you want to want to do. You've got to live and die by your decisions and be responsible for them. I think as long as 
It's like the old saying, uh, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And you've got to answer that. There's only one person you've got to answer to in life, and that's yourself. You've got to look in that mirror and know that you're being honest with yourself. And um, I, I, I genuinely believe, I know that I'm past a lot of my darkest times, and that's because of the, the network I've built. Uh, a good friend of mine, Adrian Moretta, he always says, he's, one of his sayings is, your network is your net worth. And it's um, that, that works on many levels, business-wise, having a great network of people to be able to call upon, to work with, to generate new business with. But then also the value of those people to you in your life. So like I've mentioned a few people on this call already who are just phenomenal individuals I've, I've learned from, I'm inspired by, I work with on a daily basis. Jason Robinson, mate, first black captain of his country. Um, in I, world I, I World Cup. Yeah. Were, um, world, world, world Cup winner. Uh, scored the winning try in World Cup. This guy's left school with no qualifications. He's had a very difficult things to deal with in his childhood. He's gone on to do amazing things. And I believe that what I've learned from Jason is if you get an opportunity, take it. He's the king of taking opportunities. He's just the king of networking. And I said to myself with these live streams, when I realized how popular they were, I'm on, I'm on tonight at 7 p.m., and I realized that how much it connected people talking through the streams, I thought, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I'm, I'm on furlough at the moment from my job at IMA, which is which kind of underpins my whole life. My work at IMA underpins my life, and I'll explain that later on. But I thought, while I'm on furlough, I've got time. I'm not going to sit watching Netflix. I've, I've learned to build a website. I built myself alexsimmonstv.com. Check it out. It's, I'm really proud of it because I, I sat and learned a new skill and built a website. So I believe that if I can do that, and I'm not a technical, I'm all right. I'm not massively technical. I'm not a geek by any stretch of imagination if i can do it anyone can do it and i believe that while you've got this time it's a blessing learn read a book learn a language do something cool just something you haven't had time to do do it and enjoy it and learn because we're not going to get this time again it's like we, we can either sit at home and play on facebook or we can do something productive and, and do something really to enhance us as people and keep talking keep connecting with friends virtually. It's, it's amazing. I've never had as many FaceTime calls with people. I just don't have the time to speak to normally. And I'm thinking, well, you know, like, I looked at my life. I thought, you know what? I need to speak to Dave Norcross in, in Australia more. I need to speak to Eddie Somerville in Australia more. These are people I care, I deeply care about, really do. Big shout out to Francois, who's on now, my old housemate. It's like, find those people, make a list and, and go out of your way to speak to them. Like on the morning now, I, I speak to Australia on the morning when I wake up. Canada and Jamaica on a night time before I go to bed because I've just got friends all over the world and the beauty of technology now is we're connected and it's in that we've got time. You're never going to get this time again. See this as a blessing. See it as a blessing, honestly. It's tragic what's happening to people in the world, you know, people with COVID. It's, I pray, I do pray. I get down on my knees on the night and I pray before bed and I pray that God will get us through this and he'll show us the way and all this. And, you know, I just think that while ever we're in this situation, make the most of it. I've made, you know, made the website, I'm doing the live streams and we've sold out crazy. We've sold out space in under two hours, sold out Happy Days, new event at Dollhouse, 45 minutes, just went, just gone. Like, I realised that, you know, they always say class is permanent, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent and, you know, I'm a good we DJ. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a dream, mate. Spurs, mate, all the way. You know I'm a Spurs boy. And I know you've got on later on. I won't be watching that one, brother. <laughs> but it's, yeah, in all seriousness, 
my, my advice to anybody is if you're going to do something, don't talk about it. Talk is very cheap. Just get on and do it and do your best because you never fail. You just learn. Don't ever let, don't take shit off anyone. Don't let anybody ever do your ideas down or just not make fun of you, but just put you down. Don't worry about it. Just It's water for ducks back. There's always, haters are always going to hate. Just get on with it. Smile, be polite, and that's it. Just You can't please everyone. No one, Not everyone's going to like you in life. Don't let it bother you. Just crack on. That's life. So let, let's focus about uh, Rugby AM, because I yeah. think what I'm doing here, I think you could do this with Rugby AM, with, you know, reach out to certain players and have like a little connect and that. But talk to us about Rugby AM, because from where it started to what it's grown into, is it, it, that is paramount in, I think, where you can set things, where people can set things, from how it started, like you said, in your back garden shed, yeah. to being a nationally syndicated TV show. It's, it's, it's crackers, but it's incredible. Well, I was talking about it this morning. It's really weird because um, it started out as, obviously, lads, top players come round to my house, cooked up a feed, cooked up a steak and what have you, had a game of FIFA, and like Rangy Chase, 2013, Man of Steel, just sat in my front room playing FIFA and we'd go into the shed and we'd, we'd do a little show and it was really raw, really raw, really edgy, really close to the bone. And we had this little cult audience and it just grew and grew and grew. I went to Australia in 2014 after looking after the um, the boys in the World Cup, the Italians. And Anthony Minicello got me some work with Sydney Roosters. So just to learn about the best club in the world at that time. And I went over there. I met a guy called Bo Ryan, who was on the footy show. Because I'd seen the footy show. Sam Burgess is a really good mate of mine. And he'd been on the footy show and he'd showed me a few clips. I'm like, well, this is what we're missing over here. So, I, so look, it, I'd been inspired. And it's like, there's inspiration everywhere in life. And if you can, like, I've been inspired. Re, like, the, I've had the best idea, you know, I've had in years this week. The best idea. You watch next Sunday, right? Next Sunday, we're launching something new. Mate, honestly, it's it, it's a very, very good idea. I'm really, really, really excited about it, Brownie. Like, super excited. And that's the beauty of this time now, creativity. Just sitting and thinking and working things out. Um, but yeah, Rugby M went over to Australia. Bo Ryan, he gave me some great advice about TV and about getting making TV happen. And I came back to England from January 2014. And by... June 2014, I'd got the break on TV. Uh, I just pestered. I mean, I'm a pest. Just don't give up. Just keep pesting. Peck people's head. Pest, pest, pest. So we went on to TV. Then on a, on a monthly show on uh, Premier Sports. Got picked up weekly by Made in Leeds in November that year, 2014. And the rest is history because we've been on light on TV ever since. On Made in Leeds for a while. Then went on to all of the regional channels. Then we got picked up by Free Sports nationally. So... Great, mate. It's just, it, and I think one thing is making a weekly TV show, and it literally like we used to film it, me and Jonesy on our own, like with the cameras, because we had no idea, zero idea. And this is one thing I'd like to get across to everybody today: you don't know how to do stuff unless you give it a go. And we look back now on our early days content, we cringe. It was so poor, and it's like the sound was terrible, the, the angles were terrible on on shots and. And all sorts. And it's just like, we, we enjoyed it, mate. We, we used to drive from down country, meeting players, doing funny funny little videos. And it's great to go back on our YouTube. If you search Rugby M on YouTube and see some early stuff in the shed. And it's just, it's great because 
wherever you're going to go in your career, whether you're a young kid now starting out DJing, whether you're somebody who wants to get onto TV, whether you're somebody who wants to put the next big night on, be a big promoter, you've got to start somewhere and just really enjoy it, even if it's a bit poor, even if people don't turn up, even if it looks a bit rubbish. I'll tell you now, the next time you do it, it'll be better because you learn and you you review it and you just you improve and improve and it's very incremental, small gains, small gains, small improvements. People want overnight success now with social media and all that. It don't work. You'll just get there. You'll get there in the end. You've just got to keep you've got to keep smiling and keep persisting and keep believing. That's the thing. And we we got there in the end rugby on you know a couple of million viewers a year. Some great partners in people like Bachelors, you know, fantastic K two, some some companies who support us age partnership. It's just it's great and it does a good service for the game. We're the biggest independent channel in the game. We have thousands and thousands of people engage with us every week. And yeah, it's been it's been a really, really interesting journey. And I always say to people, the gold is not financial in rugby because there's no money really in rugby league as a sport. The uh, the value in rugby has actually been um, who I've become through it, if that makes sense. So like the man I am now, because of my journey in rugby league, meeting people like Jamie Jones, Jace Robinson, Hilary Hanley, Kev Sinfield, these these kind of people who I've, who I've become friends with and partners with. And they've shaped me as a person and made me a better person. I'm a much better bloke than I was eight years ago. I was a bit of a knob, to be honest. And it's like, now, I, I'm, I feel like I'm a much better person and that's been the gold. The gold is actually in, in life rather than in, in finances. And that's something that you know, I think a lot of people make a lot of money in life, but they don't really get, you know, it's just money. Money money comes and money goes, and that's it. I respect so. that's my brother that was put with Lovey Bradford. Lovey Bradford, yes, my, brother, my man. Mally as well, I've seen Mally. Yeah, Mally's on here. Legend, bloke, legend. James Malinder. I also love the fact that it's celebrating the story of, like, such a, an incredible game, you know, the characters of the game. Because I think it, that side of it does get overlooked. I rugby league, people say, I'll tell you now, it's the best game in the world, in my opinion. And it's like the people who play the game, the fans who watch the game, it's proper northern working class. It, there, there is expansion, Toronto, Catalan, and I get that. But where it's come from, that industrious, kind of hard-working, you know, honest um, people, and it's... It's a brutal game. I think that it's probably getting too sanitised now as a sport. I think it might be losing the essence of what it is. And I think that that's that's a big problem for the game. I think if you're not careful, if you don't rescue it quick, in my opinion, it's gonna be it's gonna be gone. It, the essence of what rugby league is. I think that it nobody wants to see legalised violence, but the the beauty of the game that I watched as a kid and I played as a kid. Well, the fact that I think I played under 18s at Milford. I don't think we ever had one game without a fight, you know, within the game. But at the end of every game, we shook hands and we carried on. And it was like, there were never, you know, you're young men, you're full of testosterone. It's, this is just life. And, you know, and you look at the game now, when I played under 18s, there were hundreds of teams. It was great competition. And now, 18-year-old lads, they don't, it's been... They've lost. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that needs to change within, within the game. And the RFL do a great job. Super League do a great job. It's just, I think we need to be more joined up and have a have a better, better strategy 
to to say right what's our priorities because we can't do everything well in life you've got to focus and have a strategy because otherwise you're just like too many trying to do too many things What's it like out in Toronto? And uh, obviously, the Catalan was amazing when they got to play the game at the new Camp. So, you yeah. know, it is, it's spreading around. It's yeah. breaking ground. But Toronto seems such a random call for a place. Yet, you've had a lot of affiliation, been out there a lot. So, how are the people yeah. taking it? Yeah, it's the most amazing. It is honestly the most amazing story. This is the first ever professional, professional um, transatlantic sports team. These have never been done before. And it's just the broken ground. They've changed, they've moved the dial. It's, it's a first, a world first uh, in professional sport. A guy called David Argyle's been the big money man behind it. And he's a really close personal friend now. It's just like to see their struggle. And I've been really close. We made the documentary this year on, on the Wolfpack. De- Google it, Destination Super League on uh, YouTube. Uh, we put it up for free viewing on YouTube. It's it's a really interesting watch. And some of the things they've tried and they've done, they bought Sonny Bill Williams in this year, big money signing. And Brian McDermott is, is a very, very interesting man. Very interesting man. Really successful. And I've got a lot of respect for him, a lot of reverence for him as a person. I think he's, uh, he's an exceptional person. Um, very, very interesting character. And I, and I think that with him in charge, if they played a full season this year and they've got a couple of players, I think they might be all right. Um, the, it, he just, he'll get them over the line. He's interesting, but as a city, it's it's like a cooler version of London. Um, it's really clean, very cosmopolitan, very liberal, um, really nice people. And it's the district where... It's downtown, the club's downtown, where you've got uh, a lot of millennials, a lot of cool young people. And now you've got to think of tickets to like the Raptors or some of the uh, other sports, the Leafs uh, the, and those teams, the Blue Jays, it, it's quite expensive. And so you can get a ticket to go to the Wolfpack and it's in a local downtown area. You can walk down there. It's a really old school. It's like like an eighties Soviet Union kind of stadium, really old school. But it just kind of works, and they've created this amazing game day with ten thousand people. Ten thousand people go to games. It's not. This is not like a. And every single one of them wears merchandise. It's like the proper fans. And when I, I went to the first ever game against Oxford, and we're like probably three, four thousand people there. Didn't have a clue what was going on. Everyone asking me, they don't wear pads. These guys are crazy. And then there's a fight. Because obviously, they're fighting all their sports virtually. Ice hockey is just fighting. They're always carrying on. So it's a very similar kind of demographic to an ice hockey fan base. And like when in League One and in, in Championship, you get a lot more fighting than you do in, in Super League. But they were just loving it. Like a big blue kicked off. And like, yeah, man, yeah. And some of the big hits, they just, they just love it. Um, and they've got educated over the last three years. And now... It's just a great, it's the best game day experience in rugby league. I'm telling you now, it is the best. That how, like, do, how do away players, how do they, you know, find the flight over and does that ever impact them? Have you yeah. ever heard anything like that? Every single player wants to go to Toronto and play rugby. Don't get me wrong. It's like, it's, no one's saying, no, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to going to Toronto. Mate, it's, it's just a great experience to go over there. It's like, you're only going twice a year. The hardest, the hardest is for the players, the Toronto players who have to go back and forth because they're based in the UK because it's too cold 
to train um, in the in the it's called told to train over there in the winter, so they're based over here, and they fly over there for like blocks of time to to obviously live there and and play there. So it's it's really interesting how it all works. They've come so far. Um, will they survive? I would hope so. I think they've got some phenomenal people there. Bob Hunter, Martin Vickers has done a great job. Uh, David Argyle's always found the money to make it work. So um, it can't go on forever, how it's been run now and funded now, because that's not realistic in business. But you would hope that with the amount of tourism they generate for the city, if you think, um, so this year, for instance, if it was a normal year and the COVID thing hadn't happened, I reckon you'd have got 15,000 fans going over to Toronto to watch games. Realistically, and that's probably being conservative, that equates to about £37.5 million English going into their economy. And that's a, that's a massive percentage of tourism. That's like 2 or 3% of their annual tourism to Toronto. That's like massive. For, uh, so if, if one team could, could build that, you, you've got to look at that. That might be a model now for professional sports club where you could actually, a city could fund a club to bring tourism in, if that makes sense. That yeah. could actually work as a model. Um, and that, that's something that I certainly would explore if I was within the powers that be. I'd, I'd certainly look at that as a, as a potential model to to get the game grown in key areas. Um, obviously, you need some funders in, but really, I think it's that it's working with cities like Ottawa, just bringing a club in for next year. That'd be interesting. That's the capital of Canada. And imagine Ottawa, Toronto, Derby. That'd be crazy. It'd be just insane. It's like... And then Catalan and Toulouse, that that because obviously Catalan's really Catalonia. So even though it's in France, it's it's that that region of of uh, northern Spain and southern France that come together, and what Barcelona and um, it's interesting. One of the reasons why the game at Catalan went ahead is because um, I think the president of Barcelona wanted because they have to play the Spanish national anthem before a game. Um, when it's like that, but because it's Catalan, they played the Catalonian anthem, so they wanted that that opportunity to play that anthem uh, the, the, in the stadium at the new camp, and it was a real big deal, like thirty four thousand people there for a rugby league game. It were it were insane. So yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 breaking ground. The sport breaks ground. Rugby league. If you haven't been, if you haven't had the chance to watch a rugby league game, just go have a go. Go support your local club. Uh, big shout to the Milford Marlins. It's my local club. And, um, yeah, spot them. So, bringing it back then to the, the DJ side of things and with the live streams. Yeah. What's, what are you on this week? Because you seem to be popping up here there everywhere. So, have you got like, a regular schedule going through now? Oh, should have, should have. Um, basically, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, I do Thursdays. Um, I do Habit on a Thursday night. Habit on a Thursday night is the institution it always was at space playing house electro and everything in between all around the habit sound Fridays I play happy days mix happy days is a new event I'm doing at dollhouse which basically um like many people I've got like a deep love of baseline like it's like from growing up going to Castle Locos and I like to do a Castle Locos special tonight at seven so tune in because it's going to be sick I've been getting some real good old Castle tunes so I'd have Castle Locos with this club in Leeds like an after hours and just like grimy but 
just just raw and like we used to go down there and just listen to music that you couldn't hear and I think that's the big thing from a music perspective is that when I was coming through involved with dance music dance music was underground you didn't hear it on the radio like now dance music is like pop music like bands like Golden City and people like that and putting tunes in charts respect to them making a lot of dough but for me dance music is the sound of the clubs and and DJs with vinyls playing amazing records and that's that's what I used to go to Casas for and listen to people like Mark Hour putting tunes on who were like I'd never heard before that just blew my mind and going to Stinkies and listening to Graham Dixon who were, did a live stream yesterday and it was just it was like going back in time. It was just yeah. phenomenal. Um and that's do you, that, sorry, you, do you, do yeah. you find that um, one of the struggles now though is that a lot of nights are weekly, you know uh, so it, it it's quite sparse when you go, or do you think because of the generation that came through, one-off events definitely works for that. But how does the ne- how do you how do you facilitate the next generation? Because for me, one thing I loved in the scene was that there was always something on every week. Yeah, yeah. You felt it were like, oh, you know, let's go down there. There was something, and it doesn't feel like that. So that's why I feel Brownie. sometimes the underground isn't there as such. Brownie. It's obviously there. It's, it's... There's still events every week, but it's for the new generation, mate. We're getting old, pal. You've got to fa- face <laughs> facts, mate. Face facts. The, the fact of the matter is, there's kids out there now going out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, tonight's that are, which in 10 years' time, they'll be doing reunions for. You that, tell me, though, right, yeah. what weekly nights are on. Because it I don't, I don't know, because it's, it's not my bag anymore. It's not yeah, my scene. I mean, I think that there's a lot more now where it's more big bookings, and it's not essentially like... Every it's, week it's not. It's not like it used to be, but that's that's life. But when when we were young, people would say to me, "It's not like it used to be." You know what I mean? That's that's that's. I, I don't want to ever fall into that trap of thinking that my era were the best because it was just my era. No, and I'm and, not all, and that's probably not what I'm trying to get at. I'm just trying to say I felt that there was a lot more fluidity within what supported what we're classing as the underground because music yeah. got heard, which wouldn't be heard on the radio. Yeah. Whereas now, I think that that's a bit stifled. Mate, so I'm just the, the, guy, the guy you need to get on here to talk about new nights is Luke Tibble, mate. The kid plays every night a week. He's really on point with his music. He's just a special DJ. And he, he could talk to you all about like the now. I believe that the live streams are the now. So like I've got a, a, a ridiculous new audience. Like In a week, i got like 11,000 new likes. Like on my on my page, like massive new engagement, new audience. Watching? What's that? Sorry. Did you say yeah. Oh mate, yeah. Well, I've been fortunate that through my work in sport, I've met a lot of people who've done really well in the life. And there's some people I class as friends, some people I class as acquaintances, and there's good people. And like they'll just nip in and have a look. And I think it, the funny thing is, from the live streams, I've had a re- I've had a few really really nice, genuine messages of people who know me for rugby, and they've been like. You know what it is, mate. I love what you do on TV. I think you're a great TV presenter. I think you should run at Sky Main Men. But I've got to be honest, I think this DJing could be a career for you. Because <laughs> they've never known me to be a DJ. And I'm like, oh, mate, cheers, pal. Cheers. You know what? I want to consider it. Um, but it's nice. It's nice that, you know, I've still got it, I suppose. Uh, if I ever had it, I've still got it. And um, I just really enjoy it, Brownie. I just love playing music. And, you know, people keep saying, thanks for getting us through these hard times and this. I'm telling you now, like, it's been more of a blessing having people communicate with me, talk to me on the streams and, like, genuinely share the music with me. 
it's like it's just it. You feel I'm really fortunate. My cousin's coming isolated with me, so I've got him here. My kids are down south. I'm missing them crazy. I live down south with my missus, um, and I was like, I, obviously, I go down and see him every week normally, but I haven't been able to get down there because they're isolating. Like two of them are really badass mics, so it's like it won't be fair for me potentially to take anything down there with me. Um, and it's just we've got to be really careful. Everyone's got to be really careful. Just try and stay at home and stay safe. Big up the NHS. Let's help all our NHS out. Um, but it's yeah, I think at the moment, mate, it's, I've got this new audience and we've sold out a few events. Me and Kane and Danny reconnecting, back working together, and got some really excited stuff coming on this year. I've been booked for a couple of festivals, and I think the big thing is now coming back into the scene. I've still got the passion, I've still got the energy, but I've got a much more dis- much more discipline now than I ever have in my life. I'm um, much more focused. I'm a different beast now. So to go into the scene, I'm not going to get um, sucked into it like like I did before. Got a question, Simon? You invest everything you do when you were back doing rugby. AM. Um, at the moment, rugby AM, we've been, we've actually been broadcasting through. Um, we haven't we haven't stopped. So the show's been going, and this week, me and Jamie made the decision we had to furlough our staff um, just because we, we wouldn't survive otherwise. So we're having a break now till the season kicks off. Rugby M's going to take a break. I'm going to use that time to kind of get our house in order in terms of there's thousands of hours of content, that uh, stuff that we've never really got to grips with. So Jones is doing a bit of editing. I'm doing a bit of editing because obviously we're not on the staff. But everyone else is just spending time with their families, staying safe and recharging because... It's a tough slog, Rugby M, do it every week. And it's great that the staff have had this time now to really spend with the families. We've got three fantastic full-time staff. We've got a young lad who's just started with us, Jordan Graves, who's brilliant. But Jimmy Bray, Andy Island and Joe Niz are just really, really good Georgia. blokes. Yeah, the Niz, the Niz. Dangerous man, that guy. Dangerous. <laughs> with the curls now, are you? Yeah, dangerous guy, the Niz. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's a good fellow, a really good fellow. Nah, respect for that answer on there. But and yeah, going back to the, the the music side of it, do you think that when we're all allowed back out, do you think live streams will still be uh, a factor? Do you think there's still a good way of connecting, or do you think it'll be one or the other? I think it'll be. Um, I think the longer it goes on, people develop habits, and when people get into habits, um, it becomes the norm. And I just feel like live streams, if DJs are willing to play them. I certainly will continue doing streams. Like, especially if you imagine, I'll never go back to weekly DJ ever because A, I don't need to. I've got an amazing career with Intermarketing, IMA, uh, which I'm passionate about. I'm head of diversity. That's like something I want to grow when I'm 50 year old. I want to be really still very ingrained in diversity, working at government level with IMA, helping what is share. IMA? You mentioned it earlier. What, what is it? Intermarketing Agency. It's uh, one of the biggest a marketing agency in the country. Uh, I work there four days a week. I do rugby on one day a week. I work there four days a week. I'm head of diversity. do a lot of new business. So that's that's my day job. Um, I really, really, really enjoy it. It's like, it's my passion. Like, it's, I've learned so much. Like, working with people like Jamie Allen, Steve Souden, Liam Grogan, Stu Baker, Fiona Dolan, uh, Nikki Gray, amazingly talented individuals. Like, people who've been in business real right at the sharp end the, the biggest clients adidas so we do global marketing work for adidas and to be involved with 
brands like Adidas and Kind and some huge global brands, uh, I've learned so much and I've learned that you have to be more professional. So the big thing I've changed since starting work there in June is just like much more professional person. Like really, you've got to be, if you're going to thrive in that environment, I've seen so many people coming in and out of the business in that time because they're just not ready for that kind of beast. You have to, when you get to work on a morning, you are in work hard. It's no messing about. And it's made me work harder in my own businesses. So it's in like now, the way I am with the music building the website, it's because of the mentality that I've developed at IMA. And that's the mentality I've developed at IMA is because of the amazing, talented people I work with because they inspire me to be better. Like there's a girl called Fiona Dolan who I work with. She's just phenomenal. She she for for a start, she's she's a female um head of three D, director of three D. So three D workers, like the whole team are and blokes, right? It's like the guys who just know everything about computers and building three D models. It's it's insane. What we do in terms of the built environment working in construction is like second to none. It's like we won a global award this year. Fiona heads it up and she's just the hardest working person like I've, I've, I work hard I really genuinely graft every day and to go to work and watch her work I'm like I need to be more focused I need to work harder because I look at her and I think shit that's next level and it's just like there's so many of them at work Kenny Howard just brilliant at what he does there's just so many good people I am here honestly it's like you can see why the business has grown so quickly and it's doing so well is because the people there. The pe- I always said a habit. My my saying a habit. The people make the party, and that's it, it's so true. It's like you surround yourself with great people, you go far. Hundred percent, telling you. There's a lot of love coming through uh, on the on the comment chat. Ash Waterfall, big, big shout. He says top chat. This comes across really well. Uh, I know. Is it Lu- Lu- Lewis Fitness? Respects him all the most honest and. Inspirational interview. Levi Lewis. Yeah, let me yeah. show you something, right? This man, right? This is my favourite record in the world, right? This one here. Seal. I'll put it on for you. I'll put it on for you. Can you hear a little bit? Give you a little sample of this record, right? <laughs> Turn my decks on. Right, and this is why it's my favourite record in the world. So this this record, it's a really, really rare record, yeah? You might recognise the tune. I'm going to bang it on for you all now. So you can have a listen. Cool. <laughs> It's a really rare seal. You've all heard it on the stream. Bad tune, bad tune. But look, there you go. To my good friend, Simo. Have a great birthday. Lots of love, Levi Lewis. He gave me this record, right? And it means so much to me. It's my favourite record. I play it most days. Get on my decks. And um, yeah, that's why. Because somebody... Knew that I didn't have the record. My friend Levi knew I didn't have it. Really hard to get record. And he just rocked up on my birthday night and gave me a little personal message. I'll never forget that. And and that's the kind of, you know, it, it, I always do anything I can for Levi because of that. Because it's like, it was so genuine. And he just knew that that's one thing. I had a lot of money back then, running Habit and stuff like that. And But if you can't find something because it doesn't exist, you can't have it. And that's that's the that's the kind of person Levi is, and I'll never ever forget that. And one day, hopefully, I can return the favour and help him in some way. He's just a really genuinely good person, and I love that. Respect to Levi Lewis. I couldn't work mm. out the letterings on name, but yeah, big man Levi. Respect, yeah. man. There's a couple other things, and then I want to wrap up with um, yeah. 
asking you about your involvement with the Jamaica rugby league yeah. team. So yeah. there's Morgan Monaghan who says, keep up the hard work, though, because you're honestly the best. So that's a shout out with uh, Rugby oh, AM. And someone said, who do you think will win the Super League season? Oh, it's tough because I think this year, looking at the Super League season, you know, Saints are a great side. Wigan on paper, you know, you look at Wigan on paper and you think they're going to take some beating. They will take some beating because they've just got, they've recruited really well. Jackson Hastings is a phenomenal player. George Burgess, when he's fit, he's, he's unstoppable. And you look at Wigan, you think Bevan French, he could be Man of Steel. But as, for a sneaky outside bet, I'd have a tenner on Leeds just because it's Leeds. When it comes to back end of the season, the way they're playing with, they play such open, expansive rugby, and I just think that they're getting the culture out of the club. It's like I'm quite close to the club. I do quite a lot of work for them, and I, and they've got a good culture there. And it's like it's taken a lot of work, but Kev's got it right. He's bought in his people. Rich Agar's a very good man, really, really good man. Rich Agar, Jones is there as assistant coach, and Jones is bringing a lot of culture stuff. And um, I think Leeds are good outside bet. Saints, Wigan, Leeds. If it were going to be a team who was not had the name on the trophy, you'd have to say potentially Warrington. They've always been there or thereabouts. You know, they've got Gaz Widder. They've got, um, obviously, Blake Austin. Some great players. Matty Ashton is a young kid coming coming out the back of Swinton last year. I think that Warrington are a shout, but I think that a lot of that will depend on, like, uh, when Gaz will find his form, Gaz Widder. You can't knock him. Uh, and people like Mike Cooper, just Warriors. So, one of them. It, it, I, I was surprised. I was gutted that Radder's got a sack at Hull. I think it might have been his time to go. I wasn't really overly, you know, happy with the way it happened. I thought it was a bit, bit rubbish that his missus and his kids found out on Sky that he'd lost his job. I think that's a really poor thing to do. But, I don't know. Uh, Wakey, James Stead says Wakey. You know what? Wakey could beat anyone the day if they... It was so unfortunate last year because they got some key injuries like Tommy Johnson and Bill Tupper when they were flying. I think Wakey, the beauty of Super League is because it's a salary cap sport. Anyone can win. But I'll tell you now, the team with the least injuries will win Super League. That's that's true. That's that that is the truth. Um, who do I want to win Super League? The best team, whoever that might be. Ah, impartial as. Now Instagram yeah. has this weird thing where it kicks people off after we've been on for an hour. So I think we've got three minutes. Okay. So are you able to, in three minutes, sum up your involvement with this this flag? Yes. So obviously, Jamaican heritage uh, from my dad and my brother and sister are full Jamaican. Um, when they qualified for the World Cup in twenty eighteen, a couple of people reached out to me and just said, "Would I get involved and help them out?" Um, spoken to Romeo previously and a couple of years before, but my I wasn't the right mindset to help out. Um, and I was still transitioning really from DJ to rugby, and I had a lot on my plate. So I just reached back out to Romeo and said, Yep, yeah, you know, if you want some help, I'm happy to help. Became the joint operations director with a guy called Jason Robinson, who was just phenomenal. And together we, with Romeo, just helping, helping bring the, the, the culture, uh, bring some money in because it needs more money to, to have better camps and to give the players better kit and supplements and all that stuff. So just really trying to enhance the brand of Jamaica Rugby League and 
there's a lot of things that need to happen back on the island. So they, they haven't got the home, their own pitch at the moment. So getting their own pitch and just a bit of structure back over there. They've got a phenomenal board of the Gerald A board who do a great job. So hopefully that um, we can help them. And this year's gone to pot, obviously, at the moment. So we don't know what's going to happen. Just pray that we can all get through this time together, be safe, and uh, hopefully the sport can soon get back on track as soon as possible. Do you think that they could have like a Super League team or a rugby league team to look to step into Super League with the idea that based on uh, Toronto? And also, do you think you'd look to do a documentary like you did on Toronto with the Jamaican team as well? We're already shooting it. We're already shooting it. So we've done quite a bit already on it. Um, we've got quite a lot of... I work quite closely with a friend of mine, Lee Hicken, who did the Leeds United one, take us home. Uh, he's a phenomenal guy. So we've been speaking to Lee about stuff. We've shot a lot of B-roll this year. Um, and the guys who play for the team are amazing. Really good yes, guys. Pelt, yeah. yeah, pelts. There's a lot of lads who put their own hands in the pockets for a lot of years to get to camps and play games and represent the country. So, um, yeah, it's just... It's, it's, an, it's a really... It's a real privilege to be involved with such good men and to do something that's very different in taking a country to the World Cup. So when World Cup's on, I'll be 39. That's pretty young for somebody involved in at that level. So, yeah, again, blessed. And we just want to go and make the best we can of it and really try and, try and show up, do our best, put a good performance in. And the dream is to get to the quarterfinal because to get to the quarterfinal, you qualify for 2025 automatically. So that'd be that'd be success. If you said to me, "Well, what's success? Uh, get to quarterfinal, qualify for twenty twenty five, then you got recommitments from sponsors, and it's a lot easier sell." So you yeah, have to see what the crack is. Perfect, brother. I'll let you be now because I know you're going to get ready for your stream. Yeah. Can you let people know where you can be found at seven o'clock tonight? Yeah, if you just go onto Facebook um, fan page, just type in Alex Simmons, and there's like a pink logo thing. If you find that I'm on there tonight, also streaming to the Rugby YouTube. So search will be on TV on YouTube and uh, I'll be on there streaming from my living room to the world tonight. Castle Loco special. So if you like Castle's tunes, uh, got some belters. I'll be playing Seal and a few other bits. So hopefully I'll uh, see you all tonight on online and 7pm. We'll good to go, brother. But it's great talking to you, Brownie. You stay safe, lad. You too, brother. And I always want to say this as well. Every time I get to bid you up, man, one of the reasons I'm DJing is when we did All Star FM, yeah. to do like my own show. And you were the one who were like, you need to get DJ and you've got it about yeah. you. And, you 100%. know, again, you'll pick it up when you're doing it. And I have, and uh, I love it. I absolutely yeah. adore it. And, Can you mix uh, now, Brown? I regard for putting me up there to... How's, you, how's your mixing? How's your mixing, mate? Do you know what? It's there, bro. Do you it's know there. Yeah. It's, the, it's the random selections in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's hype, man. I've got Manchester on lock. Northern yeah. Quarter's absolutely boxed off. Like, a few club nights in Leeds. But it's sick, man. Yeah, I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm getting there, bro. You'll it's all about it. personality, mate. All about personality and uh, communication. Keep enjoying it. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. I will do. Respect, no mate. Thank you. See you soon, guys. Thank you. Dinner, Anytime. It's been perfect. One love. You take it One easy. love. Right. Peace. Awesome. I had to get it in. <laughs> ah, amazing. Uh, yeah, so thank you everybody who got locked in there. That was uh, me chatting with Alex Simmons. Uh, very, very, very in-depth personal insight into an inspirational figure obviously taking us through the journey of his life, where he's at now with everything. And uh, yeah, I hope you've got a lot from that because he put a lot into it. He, he very, yeah, I grabbed onto a lot of the positives that he was saying there. So thank you very much. 
I'm going to be continuing with Loose Lips. Um, I was meant to have a guest at five. I don't think that's going to be materialising. So join me back at six. But either way, keep a look fresh on my Instagram page, Ben Random. And as soon as you see me go live, that's when you'll see me. Thank you for everybody who got involved with the questions.